God hates divorce, and we know that that is true. He does. I hate divorce as much as God does, mm-hmm. but He it's loves. Horrible. But he, he loves those. the person who That's has right. been through it, regardless. He does, regardless. I'm Carrie Korn, a brand new therapist, and I'm Susan Goss, a seasoned therapist. Susan has been my mentor for years, and we love talking about therapy, faith, and relationships. So join us as we share some tangible truths with you. Welcome back to another episode of Tangible Truths. I'm Carrie, along with Susan. Hey. And we are so excited because Susan drug her best friend into the studio again. Absolutely, I did. So do you want to introduce your your friend? I do. She's been with us before. Yes, and everyone loved loved it when she was here last time. Like five times I loved her. So Angie, we are so thrilled to have you again. She drove in from Conway, Mm -hmm. Angie Elrod. Hey, Angie. Hey, y'all. Thank you so much for having me. I always love to see you both. Mm, well, good. We love, love it when your you're podcast. here. I Thank love you. your podcast. Yes, you're a big listener, aren't you? Yes, and I have a lot of people who come up to me and will mention, I heard the podcast. Have you listened <laughs> to the podcast? So it's really popular and yeah. growing in popularity. Mm. I love it. Thank you. Well, we are so thankful because you are actually on earlier in this season and shared a little bit of the story of your journey of walking through a divorce after 37 years, mm. kind of out of the blue. And so because you were so gracious to share that story, we knew we had to have you back. And before we get started, we did want to remind our listeners, this is not just for singles. No, it is so not. So if you're listening right now it and you are married or you're mm-hmm. in a dating relationship, this is for you as well. It is. And, you know, listeners, please, please, I'm so glad that Carrie brought that point up because it's one of the reasons we ask Angie, uh, because you're going to hear in part of her story is a lot of people didn't know what to do with Angie mm. after being married. Aren't, isn't that true, it's Angie? True. It's I mean, true. Uh, we're going to bring that out. If she doesn't, we're going to bring that out <laughs> in her story because I've heard it. Um, you know, I walk through mm-hmm. this divorce with her mm-hmm. and I walk through, what do I do? People aren't adjusting well to my singleness. <laughs> Uh, and uh, we walked through that together because we've been best friends for since we were eight years old. But seriously, mm-hmm. people didn't know what to do. That, is that a fair statement, Angie? It is. And so Carrie is exactly right. Do not turn the podcast off and think, well, I'm not single. I'm not going to listen to this because it is true. Angie was particularly talking about at many times the church Mm -hmm. environment, but other times it wasn't the church. It was like my family, Mm -hmm. you know, and also work environment Mm -hmm. uh, that Carrie Mm -hmm. and I, uh, well, Carrie and I get many clients Mm -hmm. that are telling us story after story about that. And so please, and if you're married, Carrie said to me before, I hope that married people will listen to this yeah. just because you're married. Don't don't not tune into this because yeah. you need to know how to care and love right. for the singles in your life. Exactly. Right. Yeah, absolutely. And the truth of the matter is any of us could face singleness at any point in time, at any part of our lifespan. Right. Isn't that right? Right. And, and you know, we don't want to think about that, but no. all of us are going to bury our spouse one day or right. they're going to bury us. Mm-hmm. And we have to learn how to live a life once they're gone. We often don't know what to do with somebody 
when they're no longer in the same category as us. Right. And so I'm excited because I think this is going to offer some really practical ways that we can love each other better. Right. Yeah. That's right. We'll just head right in with Angie. Yeah. So Angie, after being married for 37 years, you told me, and then I'll just let you take over. It was pretty abrupt. Mm. You didn't have to wait around very long to feel different. Mm. No, it was immediate because everything that I used to do as a couple or with a family in tow, it was like the divorce spread us all in different directions. Okay. Even huh. my my daughter lived and granddaughter mm-hmm. lived on our property before we divorced. Mm. So we ended up in four separate households. My son and his wife had their home. Yeah. And then the home I left where uh, my husband and I had lived. Then I was in an apartment. And then my daughter and her daughter, her Mm -hmm. little baby girl, were in their apartment. So my Mm. home went from just the center and the hub of activity and relationship Mm -hmm. for our family. So just start there with family. Yeah. Your immediate family. And one day... I'm alone Mm. in my apartment. And so just there. And then not to mention, what am I doing in an apartment? You know, and where am I? Where am I? So, and then I go to church with my wonderful supportive friends, but I walk in and realize that I'm entering a room with all these couples Mm. that my husband and I have been in small group with for all these years and although they welcome me, I still feel like the odd man out. Yeah. And every time I come, it gets more uncomfortable. Mm. And so, um, you know, I don't know if you want me to go on to say, just go to the next step of being in the larger congregation. Mm. And so much of what is talked about situation is like a lot of emphasis on marriage, Mm -hmm. a lot of emphasis on raising children and the family unit, the family unit. And I suddenly didn't have a marriage Mm -hmm. and I really didn't have a family unit Mm -hmm. anymore. I was completely alone. Right. And no one uh, overtly criticized me or anything like that, but I was different Hmm. than the rest of the people. And as I mentioned to y'all before we started, that if you're divorced, that's a different kind of singleness than if you've never been married or if you've lost your spouse and you're a widow Mm -hmm. or a widower. Mm -hmm. Because if you've never been married, you're still on your journey and you're looked at as you haven't done anything wrong yet. Yeah. You know? And then if you're, if you've lost your spouse and you're a widower, mm-hmm. or a widower, you are taken very good care of mm-hmm. by the church. It's just built in that you're going to have your own special deacon mm. to contact you and help you with things that are difficult. And then maybe you'll even go to a widow's banquet at the end of the year mm. and you're highly regarded. And of course, as it should be. Mm-hmm. But, but I'm just thinking, like, as you're describing that, because I also have shared this experience mm-hmm. with you of, yeah, I think we view people who have never been married yet as you are still on your journey. There's still hope for you. Maybe one yes. day you'll find a spouse. Right. Right. Which that in and of itself, I could go 
on a soapbox for that one, but mm-hmm. I, I, I won't. And yes, of course, people who are widowed or widow, you know, widows or widowers should be esteemed and taken care of. Of course. But I'm just trying to imagine you sitting in this congregation of your church, hearing an announcement being made about we've assigned a deacon to every widow in the church so that if she needs help mowing her lawn or doing small repairs around her house, that she has somebody to contact. And then you're sitting there going, nobody's offered to help me. Those thoughts do cross your mind. I mean, you're just, I'm human. And I think I have needs. Does anybody see me Mm -hmm. that are similar to these people? Mm -hmm. Did you start feeling invisible? Completely invisible. Like I want to raise my hand and say, do you see me? Does anybody see me here? Yeah. And, um, divorce I'm a I am single because I'm divorced it would be mentioned only in a negative connotation Mm -hmm. in the congregation Mm -hmm. and it you know that God hates divorce and we know that that is true he does I hate divorce as much as God does Mm -hmm. but he loves but he he loves the person who has been through it regardless he does regardless and so I started feeling... He loves the divorced. He loves the he divorced. Loves. Yes. But what I'm hearing you say is, even though you knew that truth, mm-hmm. it didn't feel Mm-mm. like people were coming alongside of you to love you tangibly no. as you were adjusting to being a single woman following a divorce. Not in that uh, larger setting. Yeah. You know, I had tr- tried and true faithful friends. Sure. Were, wonderful but in the church setting it was i felt like i didn't measure up anymore mm. Mm. and my name was not called anymore you know this event will be at this person's home you know mm-hmm. it used to be the couple would mm-hmm. have this event i was very invisible when i suddenly was single mm-hmm. due to divorce mm. and i also just feel like sometimes people even back away a little bit just not tangibly but it's just a sense you get of I don't really know what you know this is a couple's retreat and um, we'll talk about you later or whatever but I do often feel like I'm wearing a scarlet letter D for divorce because I'm not one of those other categories of single Mm -hmm. and I've done what God hates. Yeah. Mm. That's what I hear. Right. You you over here didn't, but you, Angie, you did what God hates. Yeah. And, Mm. and I, and I like that hurts my heart because we all know, Mm. and you even said, you know, of course, God does hate divorce. I do too. Yes. But that doesn't leave us in a place of not being able to be redeemed or grace right. or love or compassion. Yeah. There's a lot of things that God hates. Oh, a ton of things mm-hmm. that God hates. And what I'm hearing from you, Angie, is the second piece of that is is what you did not feel, how much God loves you. Mm-hmm. I mean, right. he may, it's like parents. You know what I was thinking? It was like, 
pretend Angie's five years old, Carrie, mm-hmm. and we might, you know, and we're her parents. Mm-hmm. And then we, uh, you know, if if Angie does something as a five-year-old mm-hmm. and we, we love you unconditionally, right. but you may do something and have a temper tantrum that we, that we, you know, we don't like that. We don't mm-hmm. like that. <laughs> we, no, 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 Angie, but we still love you unconditionally. Mm-hmm. You know, it, the picture of parents and a child mm-hmm. comes to mind. And what I'm hearing from you, Angie, is you did not feel that second, the most important piece of, the unconditional love right. mm-hmm. of Jesus felt, you know, the, the hands and feet of Jesus mm-hmm. corporately right. from the church. You never felt. It was just the, you call it the scarlet letter. Mm-hmm. Like I did, I did the, the bad thing. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and now I'm ostracized yeah, for that. Now I've been ostracized, but there's yeah. such a huge list of the, I mean, we all sin every single right, day. Oh, right. so many and, but, it, and I think sometimes it feels, because I, I have shared this experience with you, I think sometimes it feels like what you hear, the messages that you hear from those who are in leadership is often, you know, if you struggle with addiction, yes. God can help you overcome that. And there's mm-hmm. grace for you. If yes. you struggle with pornography, God can help you mm-hmm. overcome that. That's and there's true. grace for you. If you struggle with anger, you can overcome that. And mm-hmm. God has grace for you. But God hates divorce. Yeah. Period. period. And you don't finish with the grace. With, yes, uh-huh. the grace uh-huh. and with compassion. Grace. Right. Uh-huh. And I completely feel like it's just a lack of knowing what to say. Sure. And that people just, they don't know what to mm-hmm. do with it. Mm-hmm. Even pastors don't know. And I think you find yourself in a position that everyone has prayed for your marriage. Mm-hmm. Everyone has fought alongside you for your marriage. Mm-hmm. And then it's over with. And that's the point that they don't know what to do. They don't know how to support you anymore mm-hmm. and don't even know how to talk to you about it. Mm. And so that leaves you feeling isolated. Yes. Very isolated yeah. and and invisible and invisible. Yes. Yeah. Because and sometimes a, judged mm-hmm. at a season of your life when you yourself are grieving mm-hmm. and walking through adjustments that you never thought you'd have to walk through and really in need of support and mm-hmm. needing connection the most is what I was going to say. Right. Needing connection more than right. ever. Right. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about that connection piece. Cause I have had an experience that I'm wondering if you resonate with as well. And it's after church. Oh my word. It's yes. what after church. Yes. You, you summons up, you're in the parking lot, you know you've got your scarlet letter D on, <laughs> but you're going to walk into church anyway, and you're going to endure, and you may sit through the message where they're teaching on marriage, and you feel uncomfortable the whole entire time, but then the service is finally over, and guess what? You get back in your car, and you drive home by yourself. That's right. Right? You do, and you go, oh my word. I don't have lunch plans, Hmm. not with anyone. I don't have a family member. I don't have, you know, a partner. I don't have friends. I mean, every day of my life, Mm -hmm. every Sunday, almost 60 years, Mm -hmm. I went to lunch Mm -hmm. with family, friends, whomever. Mm -hmm. And you are, and by no fault of anyone, you don't have any lunch plans. And it's hard to you know, get motivated to mm. make those ahead of time with 
couples and family, mm-hmm. and they have everyone has their own people and their own plans and their own traditions. Yeah, and you are suddenly just absolutely alone, and it's a surprise still to me sometimes. Yeah. On a se- oh, I don't have anywhere to go or anyone to go with. Mm-hmm. It's just it's almost like perfunctory. That's not the right word. It's mm-hmm. just like it's. Uh, a natural mm-hmm. consequence, mm-hmm. but you don't expect it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's painful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm yeah. just going to go ahead and say it's very painful. Mm-hmm. And I, again, I have very considerate, loving friends, but then they have lives. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. And I think even, and like I'm guilty of this, even now I'm thinking of my own life because I am remarried. And so now I'm part of a couple again, that there's just this natural drawing to, well, you know, us and that couple and that couple, we're going to all go to lunch together. And we forget that just because somebody's not part of a couple doesn't mean that they don't want to go to lunch Mm -hmm. and that they might not be a delight to have a conversation with, Mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. But yeah, I remember those days of, I remember walking through the lobby to my car and hearing people that used to invite me to go to lunch with them, talking to each other of where are we going to go grab lunch today? Mm -hmm. And I would walk past and no one would stop and say, hey, we're all going to go grab pizza. Do you want to come with us? Mm -hmm. And no one stopped me. And Mm -hmm. so I would just go to my car by myself and I would see all of them go. and And I'm just like, because because one decision was made. Mm hmm. Without my, you know, desire or permission, mm-hmm. now I get to go home and eat a sandwich every Sunday for the rest of my life by myself. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, yeah. how is that fair? Mm-hmm. Well, and I think what you said uh, in reference to your own relationship when you became a couple again, mm-hmm. there's absolutely nothing intentional about no, absolutely someone yeah. leaving out a person mm-hmm. and I have been invited by other couples but as a rule on a Sunday mm-hmm. I'm alone yeah and but it's something we we can learn and you also don't want to get the pity invite you know right. I don't want people to go <laughs> oh we gotta we gotta call old fifth wheel over uh-huh. there and make sure yes. that she's got a place to go and yes. she's gonna have to pick up tzatziki's and drop <laughs> again mm-hmm. But yeah, it's a it's just a surprising place to be, mm-hmm. and I think that learning about it is so important. Mm-hmm. I didn't know about it, and we all have single friends. We just don't think of it that right. way, right? But I had no idea how much they might feel left out and maybe even dirty sometimes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's hard to kind of adjust to. Mm-hmm. I think the awareness is so probably the most important thing. Yes. Don't you? Absolutely. The awareness uh, of that and somebody coming alongside and asking, being mm-hmm. curious. Mm-hmm. That's one of our mm-hmm. most important mm-hmm. things Absolutely. that we talk about is being curious because being curious shows I care about you. Right. I want to know more. Tell us what we can do mm-hmm. to make you not feel invisible. Tell mm-hmm. us what we can do because there's not a deacon for this. Right. Uh, but you still need someone to help you change light bulbs. You still need somebody to help you along. Uh, so what does that look like for you? You know, and to be caring enough to ask that question. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know you're, you are looking now at another 
a place to fellowship and mm-hmm. worship. So looking along, you know, at that, there is a, there's a singles ministry. There's also other groups that have both singles and couples in there. Mm-hmm. So when you're looking and searching for groups, what are you looking for now? More a feel of who can has the same heart. Yes. You, is that more Absolutely what you're looking the for same now? heart. I don't same care heart. if you're right. Mayor, I don't care about your right. status and mm-hmm. y'all don't either. Right. It's our hearts and it's we want heart. that connection. That's right. Yes. We want to love each other and live life together. Mm-hmm. That's right. And someone the other day said life on life on life on life. That's yeah. right. I don't want to be invisible on Sunday morning and then be invisible all week yeah. long right? Uh, to that group. I want to have meaningful connection. Mm-hmm. and um, It's doing life together. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's what small group is designed to do, mm-hmm. and that can be very effective, you know, but it doesn't always work that way, but mm-hmm. we, we want to make it. Mm-hmm. better mm-hmm. we want to do that the connection yeah the connection I keep throwing my hands out the mm-hmm. connection well mm-hmm. and that's why and so that's why i brought that out mm-hmm. is it doesn't have to look the same for everybody no. and that's why you're always assessing what does community look like for mm-hmm. you yes. and it's always going to be an issue of the heart mm-hmm. it's always going to be uh, an issue of the heart. So I think that's very important. Right? And I think I think what you said a moment ago, Susan, about sitting with someone and being curious, uh-huh. that feels really important. Yes. Because as I'm sitting here listening, I'm like, okay, so does every church need to start a ministry for divorced people? Or does every church need to, you know, assign mm-hmm. a deacon to the divorce part? And that I don't feel like there's a cookie cutter answer right. to how do we love our single friends? Mm-hmm. Because, you know, Angie and I were both divorced people in a church who felt ostracized and invisible, but your needs were probably different than mine. Right. Mm-hmm. And so if somebody decided to give us both the exact same treatment, that might have landed well with one of us, but not the other. Mm-hmm. But to sit down with someone yes. Uh-huh. Yes. and to say, this must be a really difficult season for you. Mm-hmm. Help me understand, like, where are you at right now? What's really hard for you? Mm -hmm. What would be, what would support look Mm -hmm. like for you? How can we love you? Yeah. How can we love you best? Right. And that doesn't require leadership. Mm -hmm. It doesn't require, like, any of us can do that. Any of us can recognize here is a person who went from being part of a couple and a family for 30 plus years, who's now single that must be hard. Mm-hmm. I can have, I can ask some questions, you know? Mm-hmm. And so I love that you said that because mm-hmm. that gave me so much hope mm-hmm. because I'm like, I can do that. Mm-hmm. That's easy. Mm-hmm. I can do that. Yes. Well, and mm-hmm. I think we're afraid to ask hard questions. You know, you all are therapists and you know, what's okay, but sometimes I shy away and like even someone who's lost a spouse, there it's no different for a widow or widower, a divorced person, or even someone who hasn't been married. If you're single, you're single. Mm-hmm. But I can think of instances where I was uncomfortable thinking, I don't, someone had lost their husband. I don't really know. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. she's got other people uh, that know her better. And I probably, it's that thing that I was talking about. People didn't know what to do with me. I have been the same to others and not knowing what to do with them. But I don't want to be that way anymore because I 
would much rather have someone ask me the wrong question and act like they care, Mm -hmm. you know, and to show Mm -hmm. that they are curious about my life and want to know Mm -hmm. what it looks like then, Mm -hmm. you know, for it to be perfect. Yeah. Yeah. That feels so important that even in a place of pain, the wrong question from a place of care is welcomed. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I love that. Okay, well, we've been talking for a really, really long time. (laughs) So I'm going to be the bad guy and wrap it up. Uh Uh-oh. But I just want to say thank you. because Thank you, Angie. It's really hard when you're the person who feels like you've got that scarlet letter Mm -hmm. to raise your hand and say, this doesn't feel good. Mm -hmm. And I know the natural inclination is to just be invisible and suffer in silence. But I'm really hopeful that your story is going to help a lot of people go, huh, maybe I should be more curious Mm -hmm. about the people around me Mm -hmm. and examine how I'm handling this in my own life. So thank you for, Mm -hmm. thanks for sharing your story Mm -hmm. with us. And it will resonate with a lot of people. It will I will use the word normalize, like yeah. I am not alone. Right. I have been feeling invisible. Mm-hmm. There's somebody out there that's admitted they have felt invisible, too. Mm-hmm. And you've taken some action. I was going to say a tangible takeaway, if I will, you know, that you have done that I will mention to the listeners is you're making a change mm-hmm. and you're seeking another place to live in worship. Mm-hmm. And that was hard, too, because change is hard. But you're trying to find that community that that you can connect with, mm-hmm. that has a heart of mm-hmm. curiosity, mm-hmm. and that, that you can see community in and out of the church, if mm-hmm. you will, but in community. And I think that is a mm-hmm. very courageous, mm-hmm. awesome, necessary. Yeah thing to do for your heart to heal Mm -hmm. so and i also think we can't fix a problem if we don't know what the problem is amen and so this felt more like here's some information as to how can we as a community of people begin to make some different steps Mm -hmm. towards loving people better absolutely and thank you for you being so brave well, thank you. It was yeah. my prayer that it would yes. normalize. Mm-hmm. It, it, it did. Well, we did good. Awesome. We always thank have you for so much fun when you're with yeah, us. So yeah, thanks for joining fun. us. Um, we are going to be continuing to talk about singleness. So if you enjoyed today's podcast, be sure to stick around. And Carrie will be the next one. I know. It's going to be, be a little next. So listeners, uh, on the you know you're going to be Yay! the next one. You know you want to listen in and Angie may stick around. So, All right. Well, we'll see you guys next week. Okay. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Tangible Truth Podcast, part of the KLRC Podcast Network.